Minnesota Football Daves World Cup recap uh, extravaganza show. Um, we are recording. We're actually recording a day before the matches kick off instead of the the 12 hours in between matches um, stopping and then the, the next one kicking off. So a little, a little easier to get this run uh, edited <laughs> tomorrow morning as opposed to trying to edit at midnight tonight. So um, we have the regular crew, uh, Eric uh, Silver-Betterman from the Minnesota Football Show. How are you doing, bud? Hello. I'm all right. I'm all right. Midweek here. Thank you. Right on. Me. Yeah. And uh, MJ, how are you doing, MJ? Well, I mean, both my teams are out, but I'm still pretty good. It's called managing uh, expectations. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That is true. Uh, all right. And we'll ho- eventually hopefully be joined by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, also of the Minnesota football show, um, to get some of his insight on the only eight matches to talk about this time. Boy, it's not uh, not the full complement of 16. Ooh. So hopefully what, keep this one under two hours. You, David Zeller. Oh, uh, you know, not much, man. We got a we got our tree over the weekend. Um, Christmas tree put the lights up and everything. And I was more concerned about the new kitten coming after the tree and lights and things like that. But it's actually my 18 month old daughter who wants to try and rip everything off of the tree. So, um, so that's been fun. Yep. Trying to spray, <laughs> spraying her. I got a, a, a spray bottle with water for the cat. I'm just using it on my daughter instead. So um, that's parenting. It's a parenting, <laughs> a parenting life hack for you. If you have cats, use the same uh, measures Easy. to get the, to stop them to do stuff too. So Cool. All right. Well, let's jump in. Is the spray bottle working on Clara? I mean, more or less. She also thinks it's hilarious when she gets, you know, hit with a blast of water. So, um, (laughs) just like the cat, though, the cat also kind of, I think, I think likes to enjoys it as well, um, deep down. So, uh, all right. Let's jump in. Do we want to? Let's just do these chronologically. Um, Let's pull, rip the bandaid off uh, for the. For us U.S. fans that are on the podcast here. So, yeah. So, let's start off Netherlands. And the U.S. played Saturday morning, early, the 9 a.m. game on Saturday morning. Um, unfortunately, I'm sure you are all well aware, uh, USA ends up losing this one 3-1 to one to the Netherlands. Um, but there was some interesting, um, interesting tactics, uh, some good chances from the U.S. I mean, the, the biggest thing from the get-go here is uh, Jesus Ferreira gets his first and only mad minutes of the World Cup, getting a start in the knockout round after not having played any in the group stage. And then uh, Triple G goes back to Walker Zimmerman um, at the center back position um, next to Reem as opposed to Carter Vickers, who came in and played in the Iran game. So double um, man bun formation. Double, double man bun formation, indeed. I, w- I would like to point out and- that Jess would have pointed out that Tim Reams is a man bun, but Walker Zimmerman's is a little higher and is thus a top knot. Oh, yeah, top oh. Knot. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And Jess is with us. Yeah. Then you had Big Verge on the other side with his uh, his man bun. Um, and then the, the the Dutch had one other dude who had a man bun too, I think. But I can't remember who exactly it was at this point. Anyways, uh, U.S. starts off this game well early um, in the second or third minute. There was a um, a poor uh, clearance from the Netherlands and um, Pulisic, which seemed to be offside when we we you know, first saw it, but 
you know, watch the replay. He was clearly onside. He was able to um, receive a ball, take a shot. The the seven foot ten goalkeeper from the Netherlands <laughs> stuck his foot out <laughs> and made a save. MJ, I know you had a little bit more on on this early early chance for the U.S. Well, Virgil Van Dyke, and I hate saying good things about him, but you know he did the right thing. He headed it. Uh, unfortunately, he headed it to the middle. That's not good. But you know, <laughs> Memphis Depay is trying to get at it. Tyler Adams is in his way. And then seemingly tripping, but not over Tyler Adams, just tripping over air or blades of grass. Uh, the pie spins down and he can't do anything. So Tyler Adams with a nice left inside Crescent Cook just hits, hits it out of the air to Pulisic. Um, and he is onside because Daly Blind is, was later than MJ <laughs> to trying to get to the offside trap. Um, it was not a great shot. On the other hand, it, it was off the second bounce and Pulisic is chasing after the ball and he's just trying to get a foot on it. I need, I need to see that one again. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> so first 10 minutes of the game, U.S. looked good, um, uh, but then they didn't. <laughs> uh, first Eric, first eight, eight minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I think this, game, this goal came in the 10th minute, so it was, it was almost 10 minutes of, of good yeah. solid attack from the U.S. Um, Eric, you want to tell us about yes. the, the first the other one's going sure uh memphis Depay, who's been you know fairly quiet this tournament uh this is his first goal if i'm not mistaken uh gets it in uh it, it's it's one of these situations where um everybody comes in I, I think mj's analysis is pretty good here it's it's Klassen, uh gets the attention of, of both uh the uh what did you call it man bun and top bun i'm trying to be accurate here man bun and top knot top knot thank you um, and so they track him and uh, yeah, as they're doing that, everybody's getting pulled we're, this is going to be a story. We're going to talk about more than once. And uh, they do a quick cutback pass. And uh, I mean, Depay Memphis, I think he likes, he prefers to be just Memphis, right? He's, he's wide, mm -hmm. wide open. And just as soon as the ball is passed back, he just lets, lets it rip. And there it is. I mean, it looked I think I texted it to you when we were like watching it live. It looked way too easy. And the fact that it came so early and looked so easy. Um, you said, I think you said, Dave, a hot knife through butter. I mean, that was, that was really, really troubling that it was just like, oof. All of the easy. USD are either watching the ball or facing the net. So you can't see Memphis Depay cutting in if you are facing it would be to the defender's left if you're facing left or you're facing towards Matt Turner. You're not going to see him come in. So one of those two center backs needs to turn their ass around, probably both. And um, I do believe it was Reem who was technically not on someone or, you know, they were doubling Clausen, but like Reem was the one that could have been free to release Clausen and, 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 get the pie but it happens so fast yeah you know we talked um, about a lot of our our, our pre-analysis of, of this match and Netherlands in general just the threat that Gakpo has been in this cup I think the center backs would probably so focus on him they they forgot that there's you know seven or eight other people on this team that can shoot <laughs> I, I also I'm also going to push back on <clears throat> on Reem and on man button top not on that one that's not their guy that's Tyler Adams, dude, who just watched him from the midfield all the way. If we watch the replay, Tyler Adams like sees Memphis to Memphis run right by him and just it just walks. He doesn't. He kind of he barely jogs. Um, that ball. I mean, all three of the, these uh, 
Netherlands goals were, um, we, can, we can talk about each of them individually, but we're, you know, they, them, you know, spreading out um, the defense, spreading out our, our midfield and, um, and, you know, just a, a wide open player, whether it's Dumfries on the third one, or we'll talk about daily blend here in a second. Um, but that's one, this first goal specifically, I, I think I put more on Tyler Adams than I put on either of yeah. or Zimmerman. Honestly, I, I will agree with you that, that Adams did not track back, yeah. but you, you don't need two people on Klaus and, and one of those guys needs to turn around. It's like a both and not yeah. either or. This will come up later too, but it just, it sucks because he had such a great tournament, but I think just fatigue and not, not, not even anything yeah. else, just fatigue, I think really set in because he looked a little off on this one, but let, let's yeah. keep moving. But exactly. Sucks to well, get... Go ahead. Yeah. And I was going to say, well, Denzel Dumfries with the, with the great pass to, um, to Memphis. And again, like these were, um, we talked about this a lot very early on when the days I know with me and Martin is that literally our team, you know, in the loons those first couple of years, it seemed like, we would make four stupid mistakes in defense every game and every team would capitalize on each of one of those four mistakes and we'd lose four to one or four to two or whatever. Um, we made four boneheaded plays and that was pretty much with this game. We, there's about three times where our defense kind of just shut down and they capitalized all three times, but what's, let's sort of uh, um, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. So there was a, a good U S chance in the 42nd minute, uh, Tim Weah, who had a great tournament, by the way, um, he had an awesome uh, blast just outside the box, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, just and the 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 goalkeeper Kippers or whatever his name was made a good save on that. And then it was uh, uh, at that point, you know, the U.S. sort of had seemed like they were kind of back in the game. You know, obviously they they had sort of shaken off the the days of that per, like really terrible defense. We're looking pretty good. It's like if you can go in and you know we're sitting standing at the bar at the black card. It was just like man, if they can just go in. Only down one nothing. Ferrero's not working. They'll make a change. They'll put someone else on, right? They'll put Haji Raid or or somebody on for Ferrera. And there's a chance. And then Daily Blind just goes and does. Um, which that that was the whole point, I think, too, is that they were trying to attack that side. Daily Blind was the the uh, Dutch player that they were trying to attack. And Tergino Dest also on that side um, was very keen to uh played the, the, the Netherlands obviously for you know myriads of reasons and he had actually a really good first half until this moment <laughs> this where moment he, <laughs> where he absolutely just gets torched by Blinn so um, yep. MJ or or uh, Eric you want to want to talk us through this one quick I mean you, you kind of covered it it's off a throw in he gets he gets torched uh, one time off the cross boom two nil and then it's and then it's halftime I mean that this this one stung because like like you said like a one nil halftime versus a two nil halftime is, is such a huge psychological difference on this team, on any team, but especially on this team. I mean, this, this one stung. Especially Zimmer, scoring. Zimmer yeah. had his head on a swivel. He was trying to do the right thing. And then he looked up and he could not believe that that's going to keep up with daily. Blend. And I also like, that's just kind of lack of it. Like, so Dess, I think is faster than daily Blend. you know, especially <laughs> like without the ball. Sergio doesn't have to worry about dribbling. He he should be able to keep up with that guy. Yeah, yeah. To your point, if if you go in, if you go down two nothing, it's not as big of a deal. If you, those goals are earlier in the half, but literally the last kick of the of the half for that to be it's the goal. second goal, that's that is a really that is a yeah, that's a kick in the dick. Crush uh, it, as it were. Crush it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Berhalter makes some tactical changes, and the uh, Reina, um, Gio Reina finally comes in. 
uh, for more than five minutes uh, for Ferreira and sort of plays up top. Um, not a position that he normally plays a ton for um, Dortmund, but um, so yeah, he gets a run out there up top. It's, you know, I don't know if there's much we want to say before we get to the um, USA goal, um, other than I think Turner had his probably his best saves of the tournament. Oh, that double save was sick. Here. Yeah. Yep. Gets the shot. Then it, he doesn't do a really good job on the clearance. Like he like does the double punch. Right. And then he goes right back to do it, heads it straight at him, which he saves the game. It's good on him to be a, you know, Oh shit, that was bad. I better, I better save myself, which he did. Yep. So good on yep. him for that. I love a good double save, and double save. I don't think anything validates Turner's selection as our starting goalkeeper more than that double save. Yeah. That's the epitome sure. of what you want an American goalkeeper because our defense is horrible. Um, yep, so then in the 70, I believe the 72nd minute, uh, Haji Wright finally comes on, um, which pushes Reina out to the out wide and Haji Wright up top. Almost immediately, he, uh, he you know, there's a uh, sort of a turnover um, and there's a quick, uh, quick turn. Uh, Haji Wright, just his first touch pretty much eludes him. Um, <clears throat> keeper was like, come, able to come out uh, and make the save. Um, I believe for a corner, um, which then turned into a really interesting opportunity for uh, the U S men's national team. Um, MJ, did you want to, you want to talk about this goal? The, whatever the hell we want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> back heel flick um some sort of magic whatever magic toes well first of all i want to say that haji Wright had a chance to score one the previous time down the pitch and obviously needs to work on his left foot skills because yeah there was a little back to his left foot and that's it but he's not named haji left he's named haji right (laughs) and so you know it's uh he wants to beat the keeper to his right and that's what he was going for um, but this one, it, the Pulisic cross was damn good, but it's a little bit behind, right? And it looked like he kind of just kicked it up with his heel. He maybe hit it with his toe. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it also could have been an own goal off of, I believe, Denzel Dumfries, who was back there and kicked the ball, but was only able to kick it off the back of the front post. and back into the net so it was it was pretty messy but they gave it to him so we'll give it to him yeah um and like a two minutes later there's a terrible back pass <clears throat> from the netherlands and haji right all he has to do is basically a decent first touch and he rounds the keeper and he puts it in the back of the net um however he hit, kicks it about a mile <laughs> instead um the <clears throat> keeper is able to get out cut down the angle defender is able to get back and cover the near post and all he could do is was kick it right at a defender, which, you know, created a corner. So the U S had opportunity. Oh, we even talked about in the, um, it was like the 50th minute, the corner where Tim Ream was standing. All he had to do was, you know, gyrate his hips and put the ball in the back of the net. It was cleared yeah. off the line by the, the Dutch defender. So, you know, you know, again, we'll, we'll talk about the, um, the U S not for, you know, not for lack of opportunities, but again, this is, that's the difference between, you know, um, a, okay team and a good team and a good team and a great team, right. Is, is whether they can, they convert their opportunities. And I would say the, the Netherlands is a great team, but they're a good team, I think. So. Yeah. All right. Well, and, to that, to that point, that kind of, you're leading into yeah. what makes them yeah, a good team. <laughs> nail, nail in the coffin. Um, yep. Just 
four minutes after uh, the, the U.S. goal, the freaky or fluky U.S. goal, um, Denzel Dumfries finally gets his goal. Um, yep. He had assisted on both of the other two uh, Dutch goals. Definitely a man of the match performance for Denzel Dumfries. Um, and uh, yeah, he is uh, wide open. Nobody in front wide of him. Clearly, clearly the Jedi, um, there must have been some Sith, uh, you know, um, nice. holocrons or something to prevent him from noticing that there was a defender in the uh and if the 55 one's not gonna be doing anymore after we have to get our, our star wars references in so <laughs> it's good um, this yeah. could be another one too where i mean we, we already kind of mentioned tyler adams like this this was maybe another one where he could have helped out a little bit more too but yeah yeah you just he, feel he for played him so well he know. had a great tyler adams had a great tournament like the captain's armband yep but when things got hairy against the Netherlands, for him to be that fifth defender, you know, it wasn't that he was always not there. Sometimes he was there, but just like he wasn't pivoted the right way. You yep. know, he got caught looking, you know, just a little bit two steps behind. Uh, the the big thing that to take nothing away from the the passing and and the tactics of of the Dutch team. Uh, no one is marking Dumfries far post, which was, uh, you know, Dumfries Sith Lord. And no one, as the ball gets crossed over to Dumfries, the pie is, is Memphis is cutting near post and no one's on him. So like everyone is just ball watching. So I, you know, what do you call it when, you know, the, you know, all five, U.S. players are just frozen in cement. They're frozen. They're just ball watching. What do you call that? It's a, they got the case of the Dumfries. I, I think the last thing we can probably touch on that kind of sums up the entire performance here is the uh, Zimmerman's attempt at a uh, Richarlison, which was just pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end. <laughs> yep. Well, you got to add insult to injury, Eric. <clears throat> um um, you got to be able to walk before you run and you got to be able to run before you ride a bike. Yeah. His name is Walker for a reason. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So at, at this point, I mean, we've, we've probably heard other podcasts enough analysis on this thing, but you know, what, one of the, one of the things that I, I have listened to, and I think I do agree with was the tactical out coaching of this thing. Cause it, it's, it's frustrating and we should be upset. Because the U.S. in terms of player talent, I think is right there, if not even better, maybe than this Netherlands team. But like Louis Van Gaal just smoked Berhalter. Oh. <laughs> exactly. This this was a you know a, a coaching domination. I, I I agree that he got out coached. I I don't think I wouldn't. I don't. I think people are kind of. Uh, um, very quick to suck um, Louis Van Hall off uh, for this. I don't think this was a technical masterclass. I think um, the Netherlands had a game plan. Um, the U S never picked up on it. So th- th- I think I, they were, it wasn't, this wasn't a, a game of chess. This was a game of checkers with um, a dude playing who's, you know, 45 and a three-year-old. So um, they barely, you know, they understand the general rules of checkers, but can't quite, you know, adjust when you take, you know, when you have, you know, three Kings or whatever. So, um, <clears throat> because I think, and I think part of the, the game plan, you know, what appeared to be, and, and what um, Van, uh, 
what Van Hall had talked about was that they were basically going to give the ball to yeah. the Take U.S. center backs, right, and just and just man mark the midfield, and that's what they did, and and you know, just um, the only you know sort of tactical change I would say that you know um, for ultimate early on was obviously bringing Reina for Ferreira, um, but if if Christian Pulisic scores that goal in the first half in the, in the in the third minute, you know this might be a totally different game because now. Uh, the Netherlands has to chase. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, I agree that he was outcoached. I mean, I don't, I would massively outcoach. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Van Gaal, I believe has never lost a knockout match um, in, um, in regular regulation time or extra time. You know, he's won, he's lost obviously on penalties and stuff. So the guy can, is a, is a really good ma- national team manager. I mean, maybe not so much with uh, Manchester United, um, but he or knows Bayern what to Munich. do or Bayern Munich. He knows what to do with, with the Dutch players. And, you know, they're like, to your point, Eric, I, I agree. I think, I, I think overall there's, they're probably slightly more talented <clears throat> and slightly more experienced, but not by much, not by much, right? Not yeah. by much. I mean, we don't have a, a Van Dyke in our, in our system. We obviously don't have a Memphis in our system. I think you know, obviously, you know, Christian Pulisic could be that guy in four years because Memphis Depay is four years older than Christian Pulisic, right? Like, and yeah, they didn't play. He didn't play in the last world cup. But he's certainly, you know, playing for Barcelona. Um, he's getting, you know, obviously gets lots of champions. And Europa, <laughs> neither, League, and Europa neither the League Dutch experience. guys. <laughs> yeah, they were out in two last time. Yeah. So um, I just think there's there's just a little more experience, and so you know, I think, um, yeah. So whether that the tactical, whether that being able to adjust is is that fully on Berhalter, um, or is that also on the 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 players to be like. Listen, they're they're fucking man marking me all over the place. We need to do something different. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it goes back and forth. So yeah, MJ, yeah. your last thoughts on on the match here, and then we'll well, we'll kind of focus some of the other ones. In addition to putting a little bit more emphasis on the U.S. players, let me put a little more emphasis on the Dutch players. Like they were playing chess versus checkers too, or as David better put it, like they were the more experienced checkers player playing against a very youthful kind of ignorant uh, checkers player. So uh, yeah, like they were out coached, but the, the soccer IQ, maybe not from an individual player standpoint, from a tactical collective team standpoint, looked way better, way stronger on the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, did you guys hear um, John Oliver? He, he talked about with uh, the men in blazers guys or he said, um, uh, I think the question was, is the U.S. going to win this thing? And, he's, and his response was, you haven't felt enough pain yet, which I think is an interesting <laughs> response. Not, not just as like a, an Englishman and a European, but kind of in general. Like, you do have to kind of have this, this, this uh, psychophysical reaction to, and, and feel something and, and care about the team and the, and the tournament, the nation. And, and maybe it's finally happened at this point with the U.S. Like, because this was a team I think that a lot of people did actually get behind and get to know compared to some past teams. And I think there is a little bit of anger and frustration. Um, perhaps, I mean, with, with us, it's different. Like, we're in the bubble. But, like, I'm talking more outside the bubble, gen- yeah. general populace, you know what I'm saying? So maybe <laughs> that is something to build on. There was a joke today on, on Twitter. It's just like, one of the people, I think it was Mark Fagmeyer <clears throat> was basically like, what if they, if the, um, can remember how exactly how you put it, but like, how, like the Burhalter out people versus the Heath out people. And I was like, listen, man, like Heath out people are rational. Like those fucking, uh, GGG weirdos, um, are intense, man. Very, very <laughs> intense. 
<clears throat> I was gonna say the one last my one last analogy for uh Van Hall versus Burhalter is have you ever played either like Connect Four or Tic Tac Toe with like games. A- with like a with like a like a seven year old or an eight year old, like yes. you can you can you can like mind trick them into doing the wrong thing. Like tic tac toe is like a mutually assured destruction game, right? Like no one should ever win at tic tac toe. However, you can mind fuck them, and that's kind of I think what Van Hall did to Burhalter. He just kind of he kind of like just was like you know if you put that put that one over there, um, I can't really do anything with these connect four uh, things here, or you know put your put your O there because you're gonna block my. You're blocking my two right there, man. You have to do it. So that's what I think. I think it's, um, you know, it's like, you know, that manipulation of someone who's a little older, um, taking mm-hmm. taking advantage of their, like their, you know, their eight year younger sibling or something. So, mm-hmm. okay. <clears throat> so let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, Matt, the team that the Netherlands will play uh, later this week. Argentina um, beat Australia two to one in a game that, um, was a lot closer than I think it deserved to be or should have been. Um, uh, Eric, do you want to uh, give us the highlights on this one here? Well, let's let's start by just saying that this was uh, Lionel Messi's 1,000th match played. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, early on, Australia actually did a pretty good job keeping them at bay. They kept the midfield tight uh, along with the defense, and they were having a hard time breaking through. Uh, kind of back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just going to fast forward to about the 34th when, you know, it's it's the man of the of the tournament, as it were. Uh, Messi scores. Claro. Uh, great ball from uh, your Scotsman, McAllister. Um, I can't remember who said that it's almost like a basketball pick um, that they that they set that then. Um, Messi's able to kind of peel off on the left two, and the defender is just <laughs> wrapped up in this pick, and he just lets it rip in traffic. One nil, great shot, just right by the nice. post. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's 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 one of those like we've talked about before. It's it's the kind of shot that only he can hit <laughs> with like three other people in his in his way. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, and you're just like, how did that? How did the hell did that go in? Um, like what kind of like seeing eyes does that ball have that just like skirts yeah. past a, a goalkeeper? So, um, cool. 50, yeah. no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, the halftime and then... Um, yeah, the moving, City, moving into the second half. Yeah, moving into the second half. We got Alvarez. Uh, he scores. Uh, this, this, this is just one of those heads-up plays. Uh, keeper being a little too, uh, <laughs> I guess, stupid is the word I could think of. Just not paying attention. Trying try to take out a forward. I don't think he saw him, really. I mean, he robs him and, and just turns around and fires it away. 2-0. Just heads up and 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 howl around the keeper for for that brutal nice yeah um 76 minute you know we're just considering the momentum was is with argentina this kind of came out of nowhere uh australia gets one back with goodwin this is i can't remember where we're at now with him this is like second or third of the tournament i think he's think third yeah 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 uh really bad defensive clearance from argentina and it basically just lands to him and he just like one times it and just smashes it directly back and it goes in. It looks like I put in here deflect hand ghost of Maradona because I think they, they gave him the goal and it looked like it bounced off one of the Argentine defenders hand doesn't matter like I think the ref just let it be and gave him the goal but. La sombra, la fan, el, el fantasma de Maradona. <laughs> 
Um, after that, I mean, there, there's your final score. Um, actually, the 80th minute, they almost get a second one. Um, again, the defense gets burned, and oh yeah, this is this is where he he was sliding in. Uh, the the forward was sliding in, and the defense just able to slide out and get it get it out. Which is people going to bed over here. Um, yeah, 80th minute. Uh, Messi also set up another great opportunity. Couldn't pull it off. Um, they kept going, and even into stoppage time, Australia had to have a big save once again. Um, and then there was just uh, an Argentine onslaught, like in the last couple of minutes. And luckily, the keeper for Australia, I, can't even, I didn't put his name in here, I can't remember, had a bunch of saves to kind of keep it there. Uh, 96th minute, Martinez. Uh, they spun it. Uh, uh, Australia, once again, trying to get something in there. Great low shot. I put in here that could have been the equalizer. It is not. It is saved. And there's your final two to one. Argentina moving on. Uh, so, yeah, sets up a really interesting one for your quarterfinal with uh, Argentina and, and Netherlands. I, I, this is a hard one to predict. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, should be a good match. Um, MJ, anything on Argentina, Australia? No, it was super fun to, to watch at the Blackheart. Uh, Argentina looks like they don't look dominant, but they look like they do the, enough to win and they're smart about it. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like. I, I still feel like that defense can get really leggy and really shaky, especially in the second halves. And I mean, just I, I feel like the, the Dutch team is, is snowballing, you know, they're getting better and better with every match and a second half Dutch acceleration and, uh, and Argentine brain farts could, could be the deciding factor. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I mean, Eric, you mentioned Memphis um, hadn't played a bunch just because he was recovering from injury. So he played, I think about the last like 45 minutes or so of the, match against Qatar, the final group stage match, but obviously before starting in this match. So they were definitely trying to build, yeah. build him back up. Um, yeah. And so you have a, a guy like that who had, you know, really didn't play the first two matches. So he's still got some legs in him. Obviously it's a, you know, seven games in what, like five weeks is a, that's, you know, that's a lot of matches. Um, so, um, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I think that, yeah, I think that is, there's, well, we have some really tasty matches, but we'll, well, that might be one of the better ones. Um, I think probably the best one on Friday in terms of like the pot, you know, either team could win. We'll talk about, you know, that in a, in a second here, but um, we want to say uh, these uh, world cup spot, uh, podcasts are brought to you by podium Wear, a local Minnesota literally made here in St. Paul um, shop that does custom uh, unique, one of a kind jerseys. Um, they will work directly with you. The, all the designers are local. They have local customer service. Everything is produced locally um, in their own building there. Um, and they're just local soccer people who care about, you know, uh, outfitting teams and clubs here throughout the metro um, area and beyond, actually, honestly, like across the country. So if you're interested in some high quality, durable gear for your soccer team, your soccer club, uh, generally, the group of dudes and, and, and women who come to the, the local bar to watch soccer, you know, EPL or the Liga or Bundesliga with you every Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, you can reach out to podium wear. Uh, Brian is the, is the man you want to talk to Brian at podiumware.com. Um, you can also reach him at six, five, one, 
Um, that's Brian at podiumware.com. And hopefully you can get some, pick up some super awesome shirts. I think in terms of uh, shirts for this round, um, this upcoming round, the Argentina uh, blue in the Netherlands orange, it'll be a pretty classic uh, shirt kit matchup. So let us move on. Keep going to the matches from Sunday and France and Poland kicked us off and thank for the love of God, thank you. Finally, Poland is out of the tournament. So um, I only watched the first half of this game because I had to go get that aforementioned tree uh, at the with the kids and stuff. So that was um, me last week with the Argentina, Mexico. We were out okay. getting the tree. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, so Wojciech Szczesny, uh, Szczesny, um had another great game, the you know, yeah. three goals. And just so we could talk about Matt Turner, I don't think, you know, you can't put any of those goals on Matt Turner. Um, I don't think you can put any of these uh, three French goals on um, Chesney. Actually, he was keeping them in the match for the first half. It was uh, an awfully damn good uh, attack by France. Um, but yeah, any anything stand out outside of the goal, which we can talk about in a sec from the first half, Eric or MJ? I would just put in here too that you're right to say that it was very France heavy, but Poland were still getting in there, you know, 20th minute, they got a couple of attacks in and, you know, Lewandowski wasn't exactly making a lot of noise, but um, I think Varane was kind of having his hands pulled back there too. And he, he got in there low shot, yeah. like in the 20th or so. So it, it wasn't like it was, it was all France all the time. Like they, they were getting in, Poland was getting in. That's true. And then France finally um, broke the seal in the, just before halftime again, you know, goes right before halftime will kill you. Um, yeah. Yeah, Giroud, the Olivier Giroud, who only likes scoring goals for France, apparently, um, especially now when Kareem Benzema is in, on the team. Um, <laughs> so he gets the goal for France, uh, a really great, he gets through um, a really good one-on-one. Um, this goal breaks the uh, Thierry Henry national team record of yep. uh, 52 goals. It's 53 goals for Olivier Giroud. And uh, I got a, I got a good feeling that he's going to get at least one or two more in this World Cup because um, – He's flying high with uh, with that France team right now. Shout out to those in my family that think he's a beautiful, beautiful human, which, you know, <laughs> he's, he is. He's, he's, very <laughs> he's, a very he's a very attractive man and he's French. So, you know, um, OK, it well, was the second half. Um, it was a more again, more um, French domination. Mbappe um, just sort of took over in that second half. Um, he gets two goals. Um, which he is, uh, I believe he's in, in line for the golden boot right now. Right. I think he's on five, Cinco, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So Correct. Um, any, either of these two particular goals um, stand out. Um, they're both, they're both really good. Honestly, I think the second one was probably a little bit better, but um, Eric, you got, what do you got? Man, I, I don't, I don't know which one is better. They're, they're both just great goals. I mean, he had so much time on the, the 74th one. I mean, pass comes out to him. Polish defense is just, I don't know what's 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 the uh, what's the the Polish um, the dumplings what are those called? Pierogi. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, they 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 decided it was a pierogi break apparently, <laughs> and just gave him tons of time. Just lashes that thing uh, near post. I mean, pff, what, what can you say? Gorgeous. You can't give that dude that much time. Honestly, like what no, are you guys no. doing? <laughs> yeah. No. It, it, it's just. Again, um, the way the the positions that he gets himself and where he just has that much time is 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 amazing. That dude just sees uh, 
I think he sees things, you know, about a second or two ahead of time. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. that's can be the only it can be the only answer. He's only 23 years old and he has um I'm just trying, just trying to figure out how many he's got he's got like some he's like really close to some crazy uh, World Cup goal record, even though he's only 23 years old. So bananas. Yeah. Um yeah, towards the very end of the match, it's it's almost the same thing in terms of the setup. Uh hits it from about the same spot too, but, th- but he goes far post and sit in your post. <laughs> and that would probably had a little bit more juice on it. I think he had it. He hit it a little bit harder, yeah. but I mean, very, very similar in terms of like the set, you know what I'm saying? It was like copy and paste. Exactly. Feeling it. Yeah. Feeling it. Yep. And then um, in the 97th minute, Poland gets a, uh, gets a consolation goal. Oh yes. Yes, they do. Um, I didn't. I didn't see the this, the penalty and the penalty save and uh, the retake or whatever. So um, was he was Loris clearly off his line or? I I don't even remember. I think so. That at the, at this point, like you said, it didn't really make much of a right. difference. I think exactly. Lundowski was just like, can we just get this thing over with and get on the plane? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he does score, but you know, yeah. There's your final three to one. He almost he almost had a goal early in the game too, like where. Um, uh, like he almost like I think like hit it in with his with his back or something. There's a a ball that went up in the air. Lloris misjudged it and kind of hit his back. And I think oh, the French yeah. the French defenders were able to clear it, but um he was uh, he almost had a goal off scored off his back, which I thought awesome would have been quite hilarious early on. So okay, well let's move on to the opponents of France uh, this week: England three, Senegal zero. Um, I guess I had high hopes for Senegal in this game. Um, been nice. And uh, but England kind of came out and just pretty much dominated possession. Um, the 38th minute, um, the uh, Liverpool uh, skipper Jordan Henderson, he gets a um, again. This is sort of almost identical to the um, Netherlands USA goals, where the, the the or sorry, England's attacking. The defense kind of sucks in, gets um, loses basically loses track of. Uh, Jordan Henderson, who basically plays as like a six um, in the uh, in the England side, and uh, he just runs all on top of the box. There's a, a cross, a great low cross from Jude Bellingham right to him, and uh, boom, he puts it in the back of the net Very for easy. his first first goal of the tournament. Um, which meant at that point that there were seven different goal scorers for England. Not a single one of them, Harry Kane, by the way. At this point, <laughs> um, that will change right before halftime. Again, in the 47 yep. uh, plus second, you know, 47th minute. Um, <clears throat> uh, Harry Kane gets his first uh, goal of the tournament of, and, uh, again, so eight different, uh, goal scorers. Um, this was a, a two V one, um, Senegal turns the ball over at the top of the box, um, two passes and Senegal, Senegal's defense is doing the hokey pokey. Is that what I put in the notes here? Um, turning in, turning out, they had no idea what the hell was going on mm-hmm. and Bellingham again, Jude Bellingham again <clears throat> with an amazing pass, um, which unlocks that English attack. Final goal, um, uh, Bakayo Saka, he gets through everyone, um, and there's just a loose ball. He just taps it, um, taps it in for uh, three nothing. Um, victory for England. My fun fact from the from this match: Jordan Henderson has more World Cup goals than Everton have League Cups. So that's a, a fun fact for for no particular reason whatsoever. <laughs> you do get it in every time. Yeah. <laughs> How many saves does Pickford have, dude? Yeah. <laughs> How many saves does Pickford have? Probably more. Yeah. More, yes. Well, I'm just saying, goals are harder to come by than saves. Um, you know, you get lots of shots at you as a goalie. So, 
I'm sorry, MJ. Any you, MJ, you should appreciate how important it is preventing goals. You know, of all I do, I do, I do. Um, <laughs> you do you guys have anything on uh this match or maybe talk a little bit very quickly about the France England match that's coming up uh, later this week? Oof, that's another one. Um, first of all, and uh, France Senegal would have would have had been ripe with a hour long political political. Yeah, we've been there though. That was that was that was two thousand two, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't that the O two one where they where they knocked him out? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think that yeah. was Senegal knocks so. him out. Senegal went deep in that one. I think they went to quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they 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 just they looked way out of their element. Um, like you said, there was just no possession and ball chasing, and you know, England probably could have scored two or three more, honestly. Yep, for sure. Yes, in 2002, Senegal beat France one nothing, and France took go. last in the group. All right, well, let's move on, and we can get to uh, MJ's heartbreak <laughs> um, with uh, <laughs> matches this past Monday. Japan and Croatia. Um, this was a uh, a fun game to watch um, up until it wasn't for for fans of Japan. Um, MJ, why don't you uh, you want to break this one down for us a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I I don't. I mean, I, I watched the game. I wa- I got to the game a little late. Uh, okay. And so I didn't see that. You know, I I, I saw the first goal, but like, yep. yeah. I, so I'll just say, so Japan looked really, um, they looked up for it in this, in, especially in that first half. So in, in, in the, all the Japan games, it looked like the first half, they kind of were not in it. And then all of a sudden they would, in the second half, that's when they would sort of come alive. And, and that speed that Japan has would, would just kill teams. And you figured with a team like Croatia, you know, which is a, it's an older team. Um, I think that they fielded the oldest starting lineup ever or, you know, in, in some time in a, um, in a world cup knockout match, um, you know, Perisic, uh, Modric, all, all those dudes. Um, so you figured Japan, you know, kind of would sort of do the same thing, like kind of that rope a dope, um, stay in the, you know, keep it close, make sure nothing, they didn't give up anything defensively. And then, you know, then in the second half, they had pounce. Um, they actually score a goal in the, in the first half. I believe this is the only goal they scored in the tournament, in the first half of a match um, made a, um, with a uh, header off a corner. Uh, it was a great header. Again, this is, a, you know, every single match I think we've talked about has had a goal, right? Like when that sort of like that five minutes before halftime or, or you know, an extra time of halftime, this isn't the 43rd minute. And you really thought Japan was going to um, just really take it to Croatia because he's like, well, shit, if they look, are looking this good now, imagine second half when, you know, when uh, Croatia starts losing their legs and Japan can run and run and run. Um, that was not the case at all. Um, you know, in the second half, Croatia came out and really just controlled the game in the 55th minute. Um, Ivan Perisic, uh, gets his goal, a really great cross. And he just has a, a header that puts it again. We talked about sort of that seeing eyes of Leo Messi shots that pairs that header. It's just, just outside the goalkeeper's reach. He had yep. nothing going. He could, there was nothing he could do on that one. Um, I think I was watching the replay. I was sitting next to another goalie and we were kind of like sort of analyzing the, the Japanese goalkeepers moving. And I think he was mid hop um, when that header came in. So he couldn't quite adjust himself. So the fact that he got as close as he did was actually pretty, pretty amazing. The Japanese goalkeeper had some interesting decisions um, in how he was 
playing um, shots and things like that, which, you know, we don't have the time to break it all down. Wasn't this we, one too? I'm, I'm trying to remember like this, this was like a hella powerful header, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like I, I remember like the slow-mo, like the snap, like the next yeah. snap that Parasic gets was just ridiculous. It absolutely was again. So it's just an amazing goal. <clears throat> And then again, it was just Croatia pretty much all, you know, all that second half. I don't really remember many Japanese um, counters or I'm sure they had a few, but it goes into extra time. Um, there's a, a couple of interesting shots, but it mostly just, again, seemed like this was just a, a destined to go to, to penalties. Um, Japan like had one teams. opportunity early. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, to, I guess towards the end of the first, they had a nice break. And they put some pressure on um, Levon Levonkovic, right? Yeah. Which which would be the last of the pressure they put on <laughs> Levonkovic, <Yes. laughs> leading into go ahead, you can take so, it from there. Yeah. So so the penalties, um, not great, uh, not great for Japan. Um, the first uh, Levonkovic saves the first Japanese penalty, um, saves the the second. Um, these, Japan, these were shit penalties. Yeah, and I, they I were feel not, bad for them. They were really bad. I, I think it was but, just the weight and the pressure, like getting they've yeah. gotten their heads, gotten their own heads. I don't know, man. It, it's interesting because Takumi Minamino has taken big penalties for for Liverpool, um, and he just didn't. It, it's just like they they forgot that they should hit the ball as hard as they possibly can, <laughs> um, because apparently, from what I understand, is that ball is a little bit lighter, um, and so you really if you don't put some power behind it, it's, you're not going to, it's not going to move very fast. So um, both Maybe. those first it's, two penalties. It's, it's different on this stage though, too, Dave, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this is a whole different vibe than, than club ball. And so maybe oh. they were just, I, I don't know if it's exhaustion again or fatigue or just the weight, but it, they were bad. They were yeah. really bad. <laughs> it, it looked like they were nervous, but also like they didn't practice penalty kicks. And I, yeah. And I'm not saying they didn't practice penalties. It looked like they didn't practice them. It looked like they didn't. The reason I say this is if you know anything about Japanese culture, they really value, or East Asian culture in general, they value method. They value, you have a Suzuki piano system. You have judo and you have karate and you have aikido. They they have methods to things. Repetition over and over and and over. And you know that sometime during world cup camp as short as it was they were drilling penalty kicks right like like this is how how hard you need to hit it you don't look exactly where you're going you know look the other way and then like at the last second don't open up your foot or close your foot too soon like try to disguise things and they didn't do any of that like they, they foreshadowed where they were going on just about every kick uh the second kick the Japanese took. He went the opposite way. He he tried to fool the goalkeeper. Yeah, hats yeah. off so, to the Croatian keeper. So yeah, Croatia um, wins another. I believe this was their fourth straight um, extra time. You know, um, knockout win in extra time, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. That's they, about right. It's uh, they've won a lot of games. I, I believe they won three in a row in um, uh, in Russia um to get to the final so uh maybe that's another part of it too right they've been here before like they've done this like they 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 know how this can work and they don't they know that mental game oh yeah no i mean i don't yeah again yes like totally it's a totally different ball game when it's penalties in the world cup versus anywhere anywhere else but yeah definitely i think there's that um that experience factor i think had to help i mean one thing we did mention is that they did take 
Luka Modric out of this game before the match was over. So he clearly wasn't able to take a penalty in this one. Uh, maybe trying to save his legs because I believe he played like every single minute in the last World Cup tournament. Um, and clearly by the time the game got to the final game against France, he was um, a shell of, of what he had been. So maybe some some chance to, to save some uh, legs there. Uh, and then there was an update. Um, Eric, you want to tell us about the, the Croatia? Yeah. Um, well, this this goes back to sure exactly that when when the um, racist fascist Croatian uh, ultras were were giving um, Borjan or Borjan Borjan right from Canada um, basically giving him shit uh, for being of Serbian descent and leaving the area that's now Croatia or whatever uh, they got they got a hold of it and they decided you know it, it's it's always a low bar with FIFA but they're actually doing something decent here their discipline committee has fined the uh, croatian football federation 50,000 swiss francs which i guess is 50, or, yeah 50,000 53,000 dollars um for behavior in that particular match so you know it's it's probably pocket change that they can you know pay off no problem but at least there's like a documented case and a slap on the wrist as it were but at least there's something and they're not just letting it slide considering especially how viral and visible it was in live on TV and then on social media. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, this one I'll, I'm going to defer here to M to MJ and Eric, probably more Eric than MJ. Um, I'll let MJ take it. I'll, I'll, I'll fill MJ, in the wanna, if he wants to do, do it. You, you want to take the, uh, the Brazil South Korea match. Unfortunately, these had to happen yeah, in, uh, uh, back to back for you. I'll, I'll I'll take it, Eric. Feel free to jump in. Sure. Um, uh, wait, Eric. You you have to talk about uh, Neymar and and his hair. And oh, it looks terrible. I don't I don't know what he's <laughs> trying to do. He's he he made it back and like like ah, these guys and their their hair dye jobs. Like Sergio's S was was really bad too. But this is like they're they're trying to do a blonde on on you know brown black skin and like there's a way to do it and make it really pop but like it, it looks gray like they make themselves look like they're in their 70s <laughs> i don't know what they're trying to do <laughs> richie's looks okay yeah well he yeah right. i guess his his is still a little bit blonder but it does have a little bit of that yeah that silvery kind of thing i don't know i don't get it that didn't look um, great early on in the seventh minute uh uh wow that it it was it was some really pretty passing uh Rafinha with the cross um and uh is it Junior? Who's that? Vini? Vini yeah. Vinicius. Vinicius Junior. Yeah, I just say Vini. Vini Vini Junior. Vini Junior. Yeah, Vinicius Junior. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's wide open. Wide open. Beautiful beautiful shot. Yep. Um, and there and, and there are runners too. I I think it's Paqueta and 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 uh, Ney, Ney, I'm going to say Ney Fart. <laughs> I think they're both barreling in there and they're pulling those defenders. And I think Vinny, from that wing, like he starts to cut in and he sees those two take off and he's like, nah, hit the brakes. I'm just going to hang out right here. <laughs> and good on him because he, he gets, that, gets that cross and just destroys it, buries it. Korean keeper Kim Sung-Kyu reacts very quickly to go from his left to his right to try to close the distance, but he over pursues. He, he, he goes too much. And, and to the point where he's now almost colliding with his 
defender, his own defender. And so uh, uh, Vinicius wisely says, oh, you're going to come out way to your right. Uh, I'm just going to move to my right, sidestep you and hit, hit this because now you're, you're past the point of no return. So we got the great, we got the great Ashe dance with uh, Vinny, Neymar. I think who else went in there? Hafia went in there. Did you see the tweet about like, now, you know, it's over. Like, like something like, Oh no, Brazil's dancing now. This will be the the end of the world is coming or like that. I don't know. No, I didn't see that. Someone was trying to start some MJ and on shit about like, (laughs) like the apocalypse coming, you know, whatever. And, and they said, yeah, it's not Satan. It's Samba or something like that. Samba. Yeah, those are those are dances we call Ashe. I don't have time to get into all that, but they're from the Northeast and they're really catchy and fun and obviously easy to do so you can get all the guys together. And apparently they prepped like 10 or 15 of these. <laughs> so they have like dances lined up for all their goals. So good times. Um, super happy for Vinicius. Like he, he's such... We, I've, I've talked about issues with some of these players and their politics, but he's one of the good ones, obviously dealing with the racist stuff that he went through in um, Real Madrid and just being a really upstanding human and citizen and, and giving back to his community and just, just a great guy. So I'm happy for him. But he plays for Real Madrid. So I hate him. Uh, less that. than five minutes later, uh, Jung Hu Hyung is trying to clear the ball out of the Korean backs. He's about to kick the ball. Richie sneaks up from behind him. Normally that would be a dangerous play because he's coming last minute into another player's space, but he gets all ball. And Jung Woo Young, when he's about to kick the ball, kicks at Richie. So Richie is late, but he gets the ball for So by the FIFA rules, he's not late, even though I consider that a dangerous play. Um, by the rules, that is a foul in the box. And so Richie earns the PK, but uh, he's not the one taking it. Uh, Eric, you want to talk about? Uh, nah, it's, the... it's Nefart. Ne <laughs> he takes it. And he does, he does the stupid little stutter step and... Baby steps to the yeah. PK spot. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, I, I I honestly thought that, that he he was taking so much time. I thought I thought the keeper was gonna stop him. I was just like, dude, just shoot the fucking ball. Um, but and then he did, and then he did like the really weak, like you know, I'm, so, I'm just barely gonna blow on this thing, and it's still gonna go in. Just kind of slap it in your. I face. I don't know but, if he was doing as he was doing the baby steps, as he if he was pausing to like poke fake kick at it at all. But it looked like I don't know the keeper did not expect the like like the it didn't look like the keeper expected that bat swing because maybe it was such a small back swing. Maybe. You know, he, it looked like he did not expect it. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, balls in the net. Balls it looks horrible. Net. Cause it was, a, it was a weak ass kick. It was, it was two nil, <laughs> two um, nil in 10 minutes. Sorry, buddy. So uh, let's fast forward to the uh, 28th minute. Uh, what a fucking goal this was. This was a, this... a beautiful goal, beautiful goal. Uh, for me, probably the goal of the tournament when it comes to team goals. Um, Richarlison uh, heads the ball three times, then <laughs> brings it down, juggles it off his foot little, twice. Little, little, little hacky sack in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just juggling, you know. Yep. And, uh, and then uh, he kicks it over to Thiago Silva. Thiago says, 
it's po- it's Paqueta, like they make their little triangle. He passes to Paqueta, Paqueta to Silva, Silva back to Richarlison. Yeah. So the great thing is after, you know, he's, you know, doing all this juggling. And, you know, while he's doing this juggling, you know, uh, uh, Huang Yijou is is trying to, I think he's the one who's guarding him. He's trying to get the ball. He's a little shorter. So getting at the header is not having. But by the time that Richie moves it to his foot, um, Huang Yijou was actually like out of position. He was like, he had over pursued. And so, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, what do you do when someone <laughs> overextends, you know, you pounce on that, you, you mm-hmm. make them pay. And uh, you know, that's what happened, but like just a beautiful in hockey, you call this tic-tac-toe quick pass back and forth. Everyone's moving left to right. My man, Kim and Jay, that just has to pick out Richarlison and stay with him does not do that. And so he's, reacting two steps behind um it, it looked like a video game like this is like a fifa yeah yeah goal. no no it, did, like, it didn't look real when, when, when you when you time it right this this is this is beautiful this is exactly how spain and argentina want to score all their goals right mm-hmm. but like this is brazil that's brazil it was very pretty it was very pretty yeah um so it goes into halftime uh wait is there got one more <laughs> one more okay Sorry. eric you gotta take this one because i I don't remember this one as, as the last one was this, so beautiful. Yeah, this is the Paqueta one. So uh, Vinicius, who had scored that first one, he gets the assist on this one, um, takes it down, and again, kind of similar to the first one, the the runners of of Neymar and uh, I don't know somebody else is barreling in there too, pulling the defense, and rather than rather than do a cross close to the mouth of the goal. He kind of crosses backwards and finds Paqueta run, running in, who just destroys it one time. There's your fourth goal. I would like to say, I don't remember what that dance was, but for Richie's goal, uh, Chiche the, wanted to come out and do, do the pigeon or, or rooster strut with, with Richie. Uh, oh, goal. it's his, um, it's the pombo. Uh, they, they call it the, um, the, uh, the pigeon. The pigeon, yeah, okay, I was right. yeah, because apparently, like his nose, like that's the joke. He looks like a pigeon or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no. He, he when he's when he scored for Everton and then when he scores for Tottenham, then he, that's that's his goal celebration. He does the pigeon. Yep. So, yep. Um, yep. Anyway, exactly. like the fact he, that they got was, they got Chute, they got the coach in on it too was was cute. That was that was didn't expect that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, fun uh, fun times. Early in the second half, Kriya starts off the half much better they they get a really good chance um i don't remember the save uh but like a heck of a save by allison eric do you have anything to say about the chance uh, i i just remember he, he was he was close to beat that's all i remember it was close and then uh my uh how do i want to say this uh the the pandemonium moment in the 68th minute uh there's a bad clearance by brazilian defender um and he heads it out and it lands right to uh huang he chan from uh wolverhampton and huang he chan just unloads a great shot it's curling from right to left um it looks amazing and allison dives to his right 
to Huang Hingchan's left, makes a great glove save. The ball may have still gone in the net. If it was not for Cho Gu Sung, the hero from Portland, lying mm-hmm. down on the pitch. I'm assuming Tiago Silva had something to do with that. But, you know, he's down there lying down. The ball ends up going off Allison's glove into Cho's butt. And <laughs> Cho's butt is what actually makes the save. Um, and Marquinhos is like blasted out of there, right? <laughs> and, and, and then off of Cho's butt, Sun Hyung Min comes in and gets two tries at it. But who has Allison's I back? Marquinhos. Marquinhos with, yeah. with the low spinning sweep is able to turn around in time and, and see this. And, you know, some great details. If, if he would have taken down Sun Hyung Min, he would have entered the Cobra Kai club. Because he was sweeping the leg, but he got all ball. And so, yeah, no Cobra Kai. I love that you got the butt stop in there. That's good. Uh, well, let's go to this thing. I, I was actually in the car at this point, so I heard it, but I did not see it. And my goodness, I'm glad I went back and watched this replay because what a goal, MJ. Yeah, you know, um, sub Lee Kang in t- takes uh, from Mallorca. Uh, Lee Kang in takes a great free kick. Um, Brazil t- defensive well they they headed out and then uh who's their number eight uh Pak Sung Ho Pak Sung Ho traps the ball off the bounce and then off the second bounce just nails one like second touch just a screamer um it was the reverse of the parting of the red sea you had the the yellow sea you had the yellow wave of, of kits just coming together trying to stop this ball depending on how you count there were five or eight brazilian kits that were like trying to head or get in the way of this ball and it just went in the net yeah this is and to get at least one and get that kind of a goal out of the one was was nice it was impressive and they so they were they were prepping subs brazil was and Wellington was the only player who hadn't played because they did the full squad rotation on that Cameroon game and they put in Ederson right in goal. So they wanted to give him at least some world cup time. So he was coming in for Alisson anyway, but it really made (laughs) the the fact that he just got beat by that monstrosity of a blast kind of made it look like, I think Chite was like, you got to get out of here, buddy. It was planned, but yeah, made it look like that. Um, I guess that's it. And Jay, anything else to add? No, I'm obviously disappointed. Um, I really don't like that penalty call, but it is the rule. So like, I, like I, by the letter of the law, that is, that is the rule. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to credit the, whoever the, the coaches for, oh, it's, it's the Portuguese guy, right? Um, yeah bento Bento. Bento. yeah so credit to bento for making some halftime adjustments to kind of tighten things up a little bit because obviously you know the the rails were off in that first half and they were getting everything in um you know brazil probably for good reason didn't need to like completely hit the gas in the second half so a combination of those two things i think kept kept it a little more stable to say in the second half and then you and then you get to pull one back so there you go yeah no uh after you know what I was hoping was going to be a two nil half and it ends up being four nil, he was like, "Well, can we just get one goal here? Mm-hmm. Not letting more in and get one goal." In. Like I saw someone from South Korea English Twitter 
um, you know, say, say, well, just rebuild in four years, but let's try to win this half. And that's what they did. And like I said, Brazil didn't need to get another goal. So they, they didn't need to, they could, they could work on other things. And I was impressed with their defense. Um, I usually give Brazil or Commonwealth teams in general shit defense, but uh, you know, there was a time when Brazil, well, I think you can still say this, they, they ship defenders all around the world. So um, even yeah. in the K league, there were a lot of Brazilian defenders. So it, that definitely has been a, a point of improvement. I think I, I have this video to send you. I keep forgetting. I'll, I'll blast it off when we're done here of a, they're in Brazil. It's a Brazilian woman with a Korean boyfriend in a bar <laughs> and you know, he's not having the greatest time, but he, he's there for his, his partner and people, whatever. And then when the goal goes in, you know, he gets up and he's, and he, he, he's hesitant because he's surrounded by Brazilians and all the Brazilians get up and clap and are happy for him too. So it's, it's a, it's a cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, that happened actually at Blackheart too, where oh, yeah. um, uh, when I was complaining that the, the foul in the box that, that, that should have happened and g- given Korea a penalty kick. And I said, I said something like, well, what was, was Richie's dive really better? And a, a very loud Brazilian fan said, yes, it was. And so we were kind of going at it, the game. But, like, after after Korea scored their only goal, like, everyone was clapping. You know, like, even the Brazil fans were were, were, were clapping. So Yeah. Anything to add there, uh, Zeller? No, I think you guys, I think you guys nailed it. Um, yeah, I was uh, – It was <clears> cool <throat> to see Hishalison yeah. and, and Sonny, like, have a nice little moment at the end of the match, too. I mean, those guys are – those guys are buds. Yep. So that uh, sets up a Brazil Croatia match uh, on Friday morning. Um, Eric, what are you? How are you feeling about Brazil Croatia? You think you guys are getting through? Man, I think so. I I, I think they gotta they gotta be careful. You know, we, we we've seen how I think resilient is kind of the word for Croatia, right? So they've yeah. just got to be careful. Mm, yep. Cool. All right. Well, we're also uh, World Cup. Uh, podcast are also brought to you by Pence Homes. Um, Nate Pence, um, super awesome realtor. Um, we I see him pretty much uh, every other day or so at the Black Heart over the course of the last couple of weeks. So he's there checking out soccer. He's a big soccer fan. Obviously, if you support Minneapolis City, you see the Nate uh, the Pence Homes logo on the front of their kits. Um, longtime supporter of, of Loons and and the SGs there. Um, the Fifty Five One podcast, just lots of soccer you know, support. And so, you know, we like to support the people who support us. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the process of buying or selling a house um, in a time frame that works best for you, if you have any home related questions about equity or home projects, when's the right time to buy or sell, you can definitely contact Nate um, at pensehomes.com or give him a call at 612-308-1122. Um, yeah. And thanks to Pence, Nate and Nate, uh, pensehomes.com for sponsoring the, the, the podcast if you see them out at the at the bar thank them for helping out and sponsoring the podcast too because it's uh, super important for you know for us to support each other so cool all right uh last and soda soccer and soda soccer <laughs> that's right he's yeah sponsored a big sponsor of soda soccer as well where mj what's uh what's the most recent piece you've written at uh, soda soccer mj um i wrote a piece uh introducing a new women's team coming to the twin cities that's not named Aurora and you should go read it at sodasoccer.com. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. 
All right. Um, let's jump to the last set of matches in our last quarterfinal. Morocco. This is Tuesday morning. Morocco zero, Spain zero. This is um eh, I, I didn't take any notes for this match because I was actually in the middle of a work call, so I was just kind of kind of paying attention. I, I was gonna ask if anybody actually got to watch this one because yeah. I was in class. <laughs> I was I was watching it per se, but I was like not really not super focused on it. Um yeah. I think it went just about how everybody expected with Spain um, having ma- massive amounts of possession. Yeah. Um, uh, there's there's Morocco- a buddy of mine that's, that's doing a uh, sports psych. So uh, he and I are like, obviously in it and he was giving me updates and like, we had our first break and he's like 70% possession, one shot. <laughs> I'm like, <Yep>. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, it was crazy. And so this game, I mean, basically everybody who was watching and we were all just sort of like holding our breath, just hoping Morocco held on and held on and right. held on as long as possible. And lo and behold that they did. Um, and then you talk about shitty PKs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I, I think say, I, Korea saved themselves from showing how bad they would have been at PKs. So, <laughs> um, although I will say the, uh, the, the PKs, it, it weren't so much that they're shitty. They all, the Moroccan goalkeeper, um, I believe the dude's name is Bono, um, was just Bono, was Bono. Bono. but uh, he was on one man. Um, he made three, three saves. Um, Morocco made their three penalties, knocking out Spain, um, a prohibitive favorite uh, before the tournament, especially after they, kick the shit out of Costa Rica. Everybody's like, wow, they, they can score goals like that. They just had, they just you know, talk about an absolute, just crapping the bed, um, not living up to your expectation performance. Um, say what you want about the USA, but I think people in Spain are going to be a little frustrated. That's a Morocco. And then that side of the bracket was, a was a, you know, they had Spain had a chance, honestly. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Rodrigo's not here. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a drink for him. I'm, I know he's yeah. very thrilled that the, uh... <laughs> If Baya is out, so good on so that. Means yeah, it makes uh, Morocco the uh, fourth uh, calf team uh, to make the quarters. Um, the oh. second, the, sorry, the first on uh, the first since Ghana in uh, in 2010, I believe. So yeah, Cameroon 1990, Senegal 02 that we talked about earlier, and then Ghana in 2010. MJ, we will leave the uh, Hispano-Moroccan War that took place. Uh, between 1859 and 1860 as a lesson for the listeners to do on their own. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that's say but, 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 but uh, let's just say France, we're not the only ones to be, uh, to implement colonialism in Northern Africa. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's yeah. so cool. Like I, I always forget the dude's name. I didn't put it in here, but the, whoever the player was that took the, the winning penalty, who was again, born in Spain, to Moroccan parents in place of Morocco. I mean, what what a story and what a feeling that, you know, he gets to take them into the quarterfinals by by beating the, the place where he lives. It's kind of yep. wild. And uh, uh, they will Hakami. they will take thank you. They will take uh, on they will take on Morocco or uh, uh, Portugal. Um, and I think whoever wins that match uh, owns the Iberian Peninsula from here on out. So. Um, <laughs> It's, it's by power of, of, of transitive properties, right? Um, yeah. Spain, Portugal, Morocco. So, uh, all right. So Portugal six, Switzerland one. This was a game that um, I don't think any of us were expecting. I had to, I, I was, again, I was trying to finish up my work meeting. So I missed the beginning of this match. I missed that um, our our good friend, Cristiano Ronaldo, was uh, benched by his good there, buddy, 
the Portuguese manager. There, um, there's just so much happening here. Like there, there's like the match, and then there's just all of the drama with that individual, and and it was just it was it was kind of ridiculous that he, he's just such a distraction that you know you you can almost not even focus on the match that with, with as much of a shit show as this whole thing has become even before this like with all the drama at man U and everything that he brought it into the into the national team too and just oh it's just it's frustrating that this this go ahead no i was just gonna say the uh the funny thing is, and sort of spoiler for the match, um, his uh, his 21 year old replacement starting yep. his first World Cup game ever with game a goddamn of his hat trick. <laughs> game, game of his of life. His life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so maybe uh, our friend Cristiano will not be seeing um, much of the of the matches if Portugal is going to kick on like this. So yep. let's let's um, let's talk about some of the goals real quick because there was there yeah. was six. Um, it was a it was a complete and utter. Um, beat down by by portugal of switzerland a switzerland team that looked you know pretty good on defense um you know obviously they gave up a couple to serbia but um that i think was just some i think this this wasn't even that they were so bad at least at the start it was just man some of these goals were fucking amazing yep and they came fast and furious and it was one of those you know similar to the brazil goals i i just don't think they could ever really recover you know it's like getting punched in the face twice and trying to cover and then getting kicked in the stomach it's like mm-hmm. i'm trying here but i just keep getting hit um, you sound like you're talking from experience I and mean, we haven't even started yeah, you know <laughs> um yeah so ramos in the 17th minute uh this comes off a of throw in this is the, the first one um it's super super tight near post shot like i mean the keeper is is actually in the right uh what's his name summer is in the right yeah. spot i mean the window is you know if, if you make make a little square with your hands. I'm doing it here on camera. Like it's just that kind of a window just for the ball to fit in. And he puts it right there. It's, it was impressive. It was impressive. One nil. Um, Chiquiti gets a close one. Uh, uh, hits the post. In fact, off of a free kick. Oh, in the So close. Yep. Um, and then the, uh, the guy that I always forget is actually a Brasileiro, but playing for Portugal all the time. Pepe, he, he gets his in the 32nd. Uh, amazingly, we predicted uh, in those earlier shows, Dave, that with the way he normally plays, he collects those red cards. I don't think he's had <laughs> a right. single red. I'm not even sure no, he's had I, a yellow. It's incredible. I, don't, I think you're right. I don't think he has. That dude, I, um, I realize, is, is uh, I'm like, we're about the same age. Let's put it that way. He's like yes, yes. N- nine he, months younger than I am. So like, he and uh, yeah, and Danny Alves are about the same. Um, uh, he, man, Danny Alves, uh, break uh, Roberto Carlos record for I number- think they're tied oh, okay for, for caps yeah okay at number two we'll now. talk about yeah. that then next, next if he, if he yeah. subs in again yeah exactly but, he'll break it that but uh no like Dan Wade and I were talking with Blackheart that like Pepe should be wanted for for crimes <laughs> on at least four continents by by Interpol um because of the sheer amount of violence that that he has demonstrated yeah and uh, you know for some reason interpol has bigger fish to fry so i mean to his credit it, it, it's a great header uh corner comes in and he skies over everybody smashes that thing in with the head so he's an athletic dude two nil 
I always forget that he's from Maceo. Like, I mean, he's, he's just been associated first with club Portugal, football Portuguese, and then with, yeah. with the national team that I just, in, in my brain, he gets wrapped up as Portuguese. He didn't move like, to no, Portugal until age 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that, that's kind of the time where you can, you know, give your uh, FIFA allegiance, right? So Pretty much, pretty much. Um, 50th minute, it's Mr. Hamush again. Uh, this one was, uh, oh, he just takes it off of a low cross. That's right. Meg's summer. It, it kind of hits the back of his foot, but I think it still counts. It's, it clearly goes underneath him. So there it is, 3-0. Um, just a few minutes later, Guerrero gets his. Uh, Ramos assists. Ramos assists on this one. Um, so there you go. Yet another. I think that's number four. Where am I now? Four. Four. 58th minute, uh, Switzerland get their one. Uh, Akanji, kind of a mess in the box. Nobody picks it up and it just kind of squirts out to him and he gets a little uh, a tap in. So four to one at that point. <laughs> this is all happening in case you've been happening. 50, 54, 58, like within 10 minutes, there's three goals all back yeah. and forth. Um, a 67th minute, here's the hat trick from Hamush. He just gets a sick uh, 1v1 um off of off of a chip in and you know just chip the ball gets chipped in he gets the 1v1 just nails it there's his hat trick uh yeah as you said <laughs> what what a slap in the face to the Ronaldo to watch the kid just do this he does go in shortly after this they they put him in um but he still doesn't get his goal like every portuguese attacking player scores <laughs> except him which is also just chef's well, kiss <laughs> he did he did try but he was about 10 yards offside when he received a ball um he did put one in the back of the net just not uh not legally yeah but right you know, right he's really good at uh, apparently using his balls illegally so hey got it in very nice very nice. i was explaining to um well that that student of mine the mom and i she was asking well what why why is ronaldo not a good player and we're like well you know he's he's a talented player at some of the off the field things and she's like well what did he do and i'm like that's you you that's your daughter you tell her <laughs> that's that's what google's for you can um, go to duck, duck, go or google and find out yourself yep yep 91st minute uh leon gets his he had just subbed in i think shortly after with ronaldo uh great blast uh hits the far post um i think th th this one i think somar was just done he was just tired like he didn't even <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't he even move got, he like sat down like as, <laughs> he as the ball was going and he was just he like did. fuck this shit yeah, this exactly. man, i i've i've been in that position where it's just like your your defense is not playing whatsoever and they just like yep. they're just taking every shot is on frame and it's like into the far corner it's like i whatever fuck it i don't yeah. care <clears throat> so exactly exactly so six year old, one, there you go 23 year old leal from ac milan right future head i mean this I uh, I was I was surprised I suppose that as you alluded to also Dave by such a dominating performance by this team that barely squeaks by sometimes and plays usually grimy grimy not pretty football but I mean they hit the gas look good yeah I mean resting their a lot of their better players against Korea in a game that they lost that they didn't need to win was maybe the smart thing to do. When I hate to say it because I want them to lose. 
Although, I mean, honestly, it would be funny if, if they win it and Ronaldo barely plays in the knockout rounds. I mean, that there would be that'd be kind of hilarious. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's because because what because remember when they won the Euros playing that really um, repulsive style of, of, of football, um, Ronaldo got hurt in like the first like five minutes of the of the final or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play at all in the final. That, I mean, that was when they're playing when Portugal was playing really disgusting, disgusting uh, football. Um, yeah. just very defensive and, and anti anti football. Honestly, there's this team is a lot has a lot more. I mean, th- th- think about this. Like uh, the only reason that uh, Gonzalo Ramos um, even made the roster is because Diogo Jota uh, got hurt and has been out from for Liverpool. Like this dude who just scored a hat trick wouldn't probably even be on the roster, but for that, like that's how crazy this is. So yeah, um, it's a really awesome story. I believe he plays for Benfica. I'm sure he's there making a lot of money <laughs> um, long, very, yeah. very soon. So, yep, yep. Cool. So as I mentioned, the, uh, the, the Iberian Peninsula Derby takes place um, on Saturday with uh, the winner getting uh, control of the Iberian Peninsula for the, the time being. Um, any, <laughs> any other, anything we missed from the eight matches? Um you know, any, you know, we, and we talked about most of the goals, if there any particular goal that stood out or, you know, the, the biggest upset obviously was Morocco knocking off Spain. Um, but again, you know, that was, that was penalties and everything, you know, it's pretty much, you know, outside of that, outside of Morocco beating Spain, it's pretty much chalk um, in terms of the, the quarterfinals. So we should be set up for some really good games. Anything before we talk very quickly about that next round of matches that we want to highlight MJ or Eric. What were your best goals? Did you guys like? So, this is going to sound silly, but I think I foreshadowed this. Like my favorite goal was Brazil's third goal, Richard, the Richarlison goal, because yeah, it was a same. team goal and it was a goal that even the the best defenses and the best goalkeepers would would have struggled with. Just the way that they moved that ball, how quickly, and the way that they moved without the ball, the way the way they cut without the ball. Yep. Um, I, I, it's one of those things where modern def- defending, even on a good counter, you don't see goals like that as much because I want to say of the Barcelona-Spain effect. When Barcelona was winning all those uh, UEFA Champions Leagues and Spain was winning Euro, World Cup, they played in that style of pass quick, pass quick move. And now teams kind of know how to, how to mark that or how to defend that better. But when it happens, it's really pretty. Got a different one, Dave? No, I think that was pretty good. I I'll, I'll just say the uh, I, I just want to the, the Moroccan goalkeeper man, uh, just those penalty saves. Um, we don't talk. We don't very you know we talk we very we bring up occasionally when we have some great saves and there's been some pretty good saves in this tournament. But yeah. um, man, to step up and make three set three uh, penalty saves on Spain of all teams is a uh, is that's a you know it's a hell of a drug. So absolutely highlight highlight that. Anybody who any for you besides Richarlison. No, I think that's the one. I think that's the one. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I'd put a shout out for both of the Mbappe goals too, just because they were just awesome. Yeah. That and <laughs> just you, bet you just mentioned you just mentioned it, but that that first Ramos goal too was was pretty yes, pretty stellar really as was. well. So, well, yeah, it, it's it's one of those where you didn't realize how tight that window was until the replay. Just like my right. God, how did he just yeah. fit it like right there? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. There you go. All right. So the match is coming up uh, Friday morning, 9 a.m., Croatia versus Brazil, uh, yeah. and then Netherlands versus Argentina at 1. 
And then Saturday morning, Morocco and Portugal um, with England and France as the, uh, the double header. Um, tasty, tasty. That's a, yeah, then there'll be a, a few days breaks uh, before we get to the semifinals. Um, MJ, where are you going to be? Are you going to be at Ninth street for these games or you plan on coming so, to the black? Uh, fr- Friday 9 a.m. I will most likely be at Blackheart, and then at 1 p.m. I'm going to take a carpool of people to Del Sur Empanadas in Minnetonka. We are going to take a, uh, we're going to invade the West suburbs to take in a, a, a game where we will, at least I will be a minority in the sense that I will not have a messy kit on. Del <laughs> um, Empanadas loves their uh, Argentina, so uh, it'll be uh, El Celeste. Uh, all 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 the the blue and white uh, will be flooded in Del Sur Empanadas. So uh, just want to try some different food. Uh, want to try a different place. Want to see what it's like in in Messyville. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to take in the game there. And then uh, Saturday is uh, up in the air. I'll probably be watching England, France with some Minneapolis City friends. I might be skiing Saturday, so I'm not sure how that might affect what I get to see. But, but uh, nice. I'm really interested in that. Uh, Morocco, Portugal. I'm actually both of those two. But I think the hardest one for me to actually think about and predict is this Netherlands-Argentina game. Like, I... My, yeah. my brain my brain just hurts trying to figure it out and think about it i don't know what's going to happen yeah so um yeah what's so what's we, we all we all think brazil's gonna be croatia yeah, yeah you know i don't i don't think it's going to be an easy match for them i don't think it's going to be a, a four one or whatever they're not going to have that many goals it, it might be a one nil situation might come in the second half and then you know it, it might even be like an in an extra time type of situation yeah. i i think i think it's going to be a lot harder for them and hopefully they they don't make any you know brain farts or stupid mistakes i also think it'll be that croatia will be more difficult than korea and uh brazil will will struggle but probably win by one goal or two right sorry ryan if you're listening (laughs) Um, and uh yeah uh netherlands argentina who you got I, I, yeah, right, I, I right. It's know. so hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Argentina. Know. I'm gonna take Argentina. Ah, I, I think if you do that, I'll, I'll pick uh, Niederlander. I, just, I know where David's I, going. I just don't know. I honestly just don't know. It, it it's so. Yeah, I mean, I picked Argentina. I don't know. Yeah, I picked Argentina to win the tournament, but that was before I uh, Pele was in um, end of life care, and I think Brazil's oh, yeah. gonna just score as many fucking goals as they possibly can. Um, so I guess my heart is saying in the Netherlands, um, mostly, um, that's, uh, it's kind of my second national team, I guess. I've you know, I, I, for a I, while. I, I, I did, I did the narrative. I rode the narrative wave with Denmark and it like completely bit me in the ass. So I don't think I can do it again with the messy narrative. Right. So <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll stick with my Netherlands. <laughs> there you go. All right. Morocco, Portugal, uh, Saturday morning. I go. Uh, I, I think Portugal, man. There's just too much firepower. I, I don't think Morocco uh, can I, shut a team down for another 120 minutes. Yeah. So, I so want Morocco, though. It'd be it'd be the story of the tournament. I'll be cheering for Morocco, but if I had to put oh. my money, I'd put my money on Portugal. <laughs> I'll be cheering for Morocco too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, if I yeah again, like uh, if I have to bet my you know gun to my head, I'm I'm gonna pick Portugal because I, I I think um, 
I don't even think, I think it'll be probably like three to three to one or three to nothing. Honestly, I think if Portugal scores early, I think they score a few. Maybe there'll be some sweet antics on the sideline with like Ronaldo getting like punched in the face by one of his <laughs> teammates or something. That'd be spectacular. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then finally, England, France. Who do we got in this one? And how and how many goals is Mbappe gonna is Mbappe gonna score? Not as many. Um, I can almost see this thing going to PKs, honestly. Oh, like interesting. A like a one-one situation. Okay. Uh MJ, what do you got? Uh it's gonna be close. I'm picking England just because France won it last time. Okay. And I don't so, think it'll be clo- I don't think it'll be close, man. I think France has got way too much firepower for you think so? England. I think so. Yep. Okay. And I don't think and I don't think England has I guess I'm not sure. I'm assuming Sterling will be back for this game. Um, we didn't even talk about him. He had to fly home because there was a, a armed incident at his house. Oh man. Um, I, I can't remember exactly that. what it was, but yeah, he had, he literally had to leave the camp and fly home to take care of some stuff. So Jesus. I think yeah, Mbappe, I, I don't know if I don't think um that England has an answer for Mbappe and I, you, you can say Kyle Walker all you want, but I've watched Kyle Walker get torched by lots of dudes. So yeah, no, Kyle Walker we're, isn't Kyle we're Walker not as good as Mbappe. So, um, so yeah, I'll go for the one. answer. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess, What's, I guess I really don't. Hmm. If McGuire's the answer, MJ, what's the fucking question? Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I let's go. I'm gonna go friends. I think I think it's friends. I don't know how many of the listeners can can see me laughing right now. But. Yeah, uh, I think it's friends. I don't think it's close. I think it's like uh, three to again, like a three nothing, two, three one or two nothing. I think it's it's a two goal margin for for France. So bold. Okay. All right, guys. Well, um, we did it. Unfortunately, Rodrigo was unable to to join us. Um, if you see him out, uh, give him a hug or high five or whatever. Um, remind him Spain's out. He'll remind him that. Spain's out. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, cool. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, if you see us out and about, say hi. Otherwise we will, uh, we'll come back at you sometime early next week after the, um, after these quarterfinal matches to, uh, talk about them and, and maybe do a little more, a little more in-depth preview. Um, we'll have a little more time in the, uh, for the, not for the semifinal round. So, and you still have time to read my three-part series on where to watch the World Cup on SotoSoccer.com. So if you haven't done that, do that. There you go. I guarantee you, um, even if you never plan to go to some of these places, you'll have fun reading them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, again, thank you to our sponsors for these World Cup podcasts. Podiumware, um, Brian um, at Podiumware.com or give him a call 651-895-4559 for any of your custom team or club soccer uniform and apparel needs. Um, Pence Homes, Nate at PenceHomes.com or 612-308-1122. Again, they'll help you buy or sell your house, answer any questions you might have about what things you need to do, refinance and all that fun stuff. Reach out to our friends over at Pence Homes, um, Nate Pence and his team. Yeah, don't forget also, guys, to uh, check out our Patreons, uh, patreon.com uh, slash Show for the Minnesota Football Show or uh, slash the Daves I know for the Daves I know. The Minnesota football show is on Twitter at MN Football Show. We, Daves I know, is at, at TDAKMN on Twitter. I'm at Texas Seller. Rodrigo is RSC Spoken Word. MJ is at MJ Matsui. Uh, Eric SB Musica on Instagram if you want to reach out to Eric. And Jess uh, is, as always, at Jessica 1440839 or two. Guys, we really need to get, uh, we need to put together a, a, a 
a picture thing for Jess and just let her um, do some sartorial commentary on uh, some of the players and coaches in the tournament. Cause that's always good shit. So sure. Cool. All right. Thanks everybody um, for listening. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk at you soon. Peace. Talk to you.